Hey, it's Gina with the Good News Girl podcast. Welcome to the show. Really glad to have you here. Hope you enjoy the episode. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Good News Girl. I'm glad to be on here. Hey, thank you all for listening. It is so my honor for each and every one who hits the play button on these episodes. So I just welcome you. And I thank you for tuning in, and I pray that this blesses you, of course. Um, uh, Today, I want to talk about dreams and visions. Um, Dreams and visions have actually been a journey I've been pursuing for quite a while now. Uh, I started studying this out a few years back. It's been several years now, and I actually realized um, I haven't talked about them much on, on the Good News Girl podcast, so I wanted to come today and do some just surface teaching on dreams and visions. And for some of you, um, this may be new information. Others, this may be repeat information. I thank you for listening in either way, wherever you're at. This is for everyone. Um, I think one of the most interesting things is that every human on the planet that you find has the potential for dreaming, and it mostly intrigues or interests everybody, regardless of where they are in their life. And so dreams are, are great. Um, And I really want to bring truthful, biblical ground teaching on dreams and visions. So this is really just to scratch the surface and kind of build some sound biblical foundation for dreaming and um, basically stir some interest in the topic for you. So it is always my desire for each and every person who ever hears anything that I have to say um, that you seek and search things out for yourself, you know, um, as the Lord would instruct you. Holy Spirit is our ultimate teacher, and we welcome him into this teaching, and we always welcome him with everything I do. I I open with, Lord, direct my words. Um, Thank you for your truths. And I just release that over you too. It's so important that we share the wisdom and teachings that we get by revelation of the Spirit, but it's also just as important for you to to do your own work and seek and search things out for yourself as well. Um, the goal is always deep, deeper knowledge of Jesus. Um, you know, it's not deeper knowledge of what Good News Girl has to say, but it's deeper knowledge of what Jesus would have to say to you specifically. He may be speaking something differently to you, and that's okay. Um, everything should always come back to glorifying Christ and seeking a personal relationship with him. So that is just uh, something I wanted to get started with and encourage you again to go after things and, um, you know, allow things to stir you. So dreams and visions are one of the ways God does speak to us. Um, It's not the only way God speaks. It's not the only way people hear. And not everybody hears God through dreams and visions, but it is certainly one of the vehicles that the Lord chooses to speak through. Um, And it probably, when you start to study this out, you may recognize that more um, than you ever have before. So in the Bible, he doesn't even just speak to people who are saved or following him in scripture, but there's a few instances of God speaking to those who aren't saved through dreams. Uh, For instance, there's Nebuchadnezzar and Daniel and uh, Pontius Pilate's wife, right before Jesus was about to be crucified, had a dream. So dreams are very interesting topics, and they're kind of fun to seek and search out. So let's just get started here. Um, And if I told you that God might be divinely communicating with you in the night, um, 
if you've never if you've never known that, then um, you might be in for a surprise here. So there's 21 dreams recorded in the Bible. Most of them are in Genesis and Matthew. They're also in Daniel, First Kings, and Judges. Um, one of the greatest keys to grow in in dreaming with God and dream interpretation, uh, biblical dream interpretation, is actually knowing the Word of God. So that is of the most importance. Having a good, strong immersion in the Spirit and in the Word is vital. So personal relationship with the Lord, intimacy with Him, time in prayer, seeking Him out. What does that look like when I say that? Time spent in prayer, praying to the Lord, asking for truths, time spent searching out His Word for who He is. How do you know who Jesus is if you don't know His Word or if you don't spend time communing and talking with Him? True, deep communion, knowing who he is, drinking of his blood, eating of his flesh, and knowing who Jesus Christ is, the work that he did on the cross for you. And, um, you know, we'll talk a little more about that, but that really is the most foundational key there is with dream interpretation. So the first I want to get started with is out of Acts 2.17. Peter's quoting Joel in um, Joel chapter two, where it says, and it shall come to pass in the last days of, says God, that I will pour out of my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, your young men shall see visions, and old men shall dream dreams. That's out of the New King James Version. The word used there in the Greek for dream, in dream dreams, basically means to see when you sleep. Um, in Hebrew, out of out of Joel, it means to dream with prophetic meaning. So there's something deeper involved in these these dreams that you're having. In the Greek, the word vision is an appearance divinely granted in an ecstasy. How about that? These are biblical words. Check it out for yourself. Um, for in Hebrew and in, in Joel, the word vision is divine communication, ecstatic state, or to get a revelation. So I'll break this down a little more for you, but I wanted to just give you some, that's from the Strong's Concordance uh, of what those actual original words were when they were written in either the Greek or the Hebrew. So since uh, the verse comes from Joel, originally there's the Hebrew and then an Acts when Peter's saying it, it comes out of the Greek. Um, Acts chapter 10, the apostle Peter describes a trance, which is yet a different term and it's a different word uh, in the Greek there. And for the sake of the discussion, I don't want to go into that right now because this is more of just a very uh, entry level in dreams and visions. So we won't go into that too much. But um, these terms I am pulling straight out of the Bible. I know some people might hear the word trance and automatically think of the New Age or the occult. And yes, they have been um, corrupted and deceptive in in those practices. But um, you do need to understand even though those are counterfeit, perverted things in the new age and the occult, God is actually the only creator. He, there is no equal to God. So the only God, things can only be counterfeit from the original. So there is an authentic place that has been distorted and counterfeit in, in the dark kingdom, but it's original to God's design. So dreams versus visions. For my simple understanding, and I've 
searched this out for a while, but just to give you kind of an idea, I think the simplest way to explain the difference is that dreams happen during your like deep sleep times. Um, you'll wake up and remember a dream after being, you know, in a deep sleep. Visions, which can come in a couple of different ways, open visions, um, or it's basically like people will call that daydreaming where you're suddenly drift off into an open vision and you're watching a movie play. It's like you see a scene of a movie. Um, the other thing is when you're in between half awake and half asleep where you start to also see those movies play. That's a different, that's not as much of an open vision as more of a just what they call vision. Um, keep in mind that these, these feel so real while you're seeing them and they're happening but they disappear very quickly. So it's extremely important um, when searching these things out that you have a record of it. So there's a lot of verses in the Bible that talks about writing plain the, down the vision plain so that it can be interpreted. That's in Habakkuk. And it's in other places, but we have evidence of the Bible because things are, were recorded when they happen. So you can't, it's not a YouTube video. It's not a movie that's been published. You can't go back and rewatch the scene. So I'll get to that under stewardship, but I just want to make note to you that it is important that you probably have these things going on all the time and may not even realize it if you're not stewarding it by recording it right when it happens. So I want to jump into what are the source of dreams I want to take a minute to just say that there are two very real, active, present kingdoms at work. The kingdom of our God and the kingdom of darkness where Satan rules. And, you know, Satan's not equal to God. Again, I want to stress that. And I'm not going to spend a lot of time talking about this, but you do need to have an understanding of this to really be able to understand and operate in God's kingdom. So if you read Exodus 7, you'll be able to see how um, the sorcerers and magicians the Bible says, with their secret arts, were able to replicate anything that God did. So you can see right there how the inferior kingdom, because it is inferior, can masquerade, um, but it really is not the authentic. So discernment is very crucial for the spirit-filled believer, because you'll see in, in Exodus 7 that the, the false were able to do exactly what um, Aaron was able to do with his rod. So in saying that, there are three sources to dreams. The first source is God or the spirit. So dreams that come, this I'll, I'll just say quickly the three, God and the spirit. The second is self, soul, or the flesh realm, which is basically your own. You can kind of project things into your dreams yourself. And the third realm is from the enemy or from hell. So let's go back to the first source, which is God, um, the spirit. Those dreams are typically encouraging. They can be directional. They can be assignments. You can actually receive deliverance or healing in a dream. Prophetic insights. There's examples of all of this in the word. You can study out those dreams. And again, this is very much an overview. I didn't want to get into very specific details um, about all of this. So when I first started dreaming, I was having these literal dreams where I could actually would see the things that played out in my dream happen in the natural. It wasn't always right away. Sometimes it was weeks later, sometimes months later. Um, but God was growing me and showing me that I did hear him and he was honoring my stewardship. And this wasn't until I started really going after dreams, journaling them, working through them, stewarding them well. Um, that, that this started to happen, but it was a growing phase for me. 
sometimes this does still happen for me, but not quite as often as during those growing times. So most dreams are symbolic. Dreams are a spirit or a heavenly language, and they require interpretation. Um, I've heard some some teachers say that uh, this falls on, this can fall under the the gift of interpretation interpretation of tongues because tongues are a heavenly language. Um, I don't have uh, scripture for that exactly, but it kind of makes sense um, to me. But they do require interpretation. So there's examples of dreams in the Bible where angels come and give very specific directions in dreams. So you can have an angelic encounter in dreams as well. And those um, are possible, but they're just not as common. Most dreams are very symbolic and they require some seeking and searching out. So as you mature in wisdom and understanding, your dreams will evolve. You know, we go from glory to glory. So that's just touching a bit on God dreams. Dreams from the, the self, the soul, or the flesh realm. I would also say that another um, thing under this category would be there are such things as you've heard the term pizza dreams. And there are things as chemical, such things as chemical dreams where, you know, if you've um, taken a medication that could cause a strange dream or um, drank a lot of alcohol, those types of things, I would, they're not necessarily soul projected dreams, but they're sort of not from God or from the the pit of hell. And they're also really not something you're projecting. I suppose they could be a fourth, but I sort of put those under soulish dreams. Um, so I like to call those processing dreams, the dreams that do come from the flesh realm, the soul realm, yourself. Um, they aren't all bad or wrong, and they honestly can always tell us a lot about ourselves. So these can be really good and helpful. Um, it reveals things that we aren't willing to admit to ourselves all the time. So for instance, if you're really struggling with jealousy in an area, it may show up very exaggerated in a dream. Um, I've even had some dreams, some processing dreams where I'm like, I don't do that. And then it's like God's revealing it to me. I, I didn't even have that understanding. Um, and he was walking me through a little bit of it. So I still believe some of these dreams can be godly in a sense, but they're not specifically you know, a um, directional dream or an assignment or something like that. If you need healing or deliverance, sometimes you'll see um, that painted in a bigger picture in your dream. And it will be like, oh, yeah, you know, that that is sort of something I'm struggling with in this season or walking through. Um, and most of the time, people who show up or characters who show up in your dream are actually representing you or an aspect of you, which is why dreams are so personal. Um so if you see somebody in your dream that really annoys you, that might actually be something God's trying to work out in you um, in your dream. If you see a strong will or personality on someone, or if you think about them being a specific way, God might be pointing something out. And that's not always bad. It could be a good thing. There might be something really awesome about a person that you really admire or like, and God might be showing that to you. So I, God is still involved in those dreams because he is God. Um but I think the the God dreams, the first category, you could have a dream about somebody else and it might be an intercession assignment. And that's a little different than somebody showing up in your dream to represent something. And this all comes with maturity. So don't let this overwhelm you too much. Just trying to touch a little bit on it. And of course, some of them overlap with one another. Uh, the third category of dreams is a source of dreams is um, the enemy or hell. Um, these dreams, they're not, you know, the devil doesn't show up all the time with horns and a pitchfork saying, I'm the devil. 
do this. No, um, the Bible says that he masquerades as an angel of light. And so sometimes the enemy can be hard to even pinpoint because his job is a master manipulator. He's really, really good at at counterfeiting things, at making you think something is that it isn't. So these dreams are often fear-based, however. Um, they're destiny robbers. Anything that seems like a temptation or anything that violates truth. And this is why it's so important to know the word of God so that you know what truth is and the definition of truth. God won't ever give you a dream that would encourage you, uh, for instance, to have an affair with somebody. Um, it's just not alignment with his word. So anything that violates him or goes against his word, um, anything that includes fear, anxiety, self-hatred, condemnation, anything that comes against the identity that God has given you would be um, from the enemy. Um, in John 10, 10, it says, the thief comes to steal and to kill and destroy. So anything destructive in those ways, stealing something from you, um, those are not God dreams. Um, and I know it sounds exaggerated, but sometimes they can come so they can just creep in so lightly. And it's like, you have to really recognize this. The rest of John 10, 10 says that Jesus comes to bring life and bring life abundantly. So the God dreams have life on them. They have hope. They are encouraging. They're exciting. Now, um, when we want something really bad and we're, well, I'll get to that, but um, I think I have that coming up here. So I won't talk about that yet, but sometimes we can project what I was going to say is we can project a dream. So if there's something we really, really want, we can make ourselves dream about it. And that's a soulish realm dream, which is why discernment is extremely important and always praying. So we'll talk about that, um, of what to do with judging dreams. The next thing I want to talk about is stewardship, though. Expectancy and faith are very important. It's not likely that the Lord will come to you in your dreams if you have a theology that doesn't believe God talks in dreams. Now, he is sovereign and he can do those things. He did it with people in the Bible. There's very clear evidence of it. So I'm not saying it's not possible. I'm not saying it doesn't happen because it absolutely does. In fact, there are people that um, come to Christ through dreams. So you can't always put every rule onto every single situation. But if you really don't believe that God talks in dreams, he's probably not going to come up and, and talk to you in that way. So you really have to set your faith and expect expectancy for this. Um, you know, his voice, God's voice is not really that distant, unfamiliar, audible voice that you've been waiting around to hear your whole life. God's voice sounds a lot like you. So it's really amazing. Like he knows us. It, the Bible says that um, he knows the desires of our hearts. Why? Because he put them there. He knows exactly who we are. So these dreams are very personal things. Um, the second step in stewardship is journaling. You really have to record your dreams and visions. This isn't to overwhelm you. This isn't to put, um, you know, something on you that you can't get to or do. But I really... It's really important, and that is where everything changed for me, because God can use a dream from 2, 3, 10, 15 years ago, and you're not going to be able to retain all of the information that you need to extract from the dream for that season, because dreams are seasonal too. God is about times and seasons, so unless you record it. Um, so spend the time 
when you're spending time writing out your dreams, which is what I recommend, not everybody does that. You have to do what's best for you. Some people use the voice recorder on their phone. Some people write them with pen and paper. I type them. Um, I highly recommend writing them out because sometimes you get revelation by spending the time writing it out while you're doing it. It's like, oh, I didn't, I didn't even catch that, you know? Um, and the Lord will honor your diligence and it builds his trust to even show you more and more. Proverbs 25, two says it's the glory of God to conceal a matter, but the glory of Kings to search it out. We're Kings. So searching out a matter is important. And that's the second piece to journaling. Um, is to looking into the things and searching out stuff from your dream. Now, most of the time, God will use familiar things to you. So if you are uh, a nurse, he may speak to you in those terms. If you're a plumber, he's probably not going to use um, nurse terms to a plumber. He's not going to use plumber terms for a nurse. Not to say he can't do that because sometimes he does. So there are times when it takes a little more searching out, something that you know, you're not familiar with. And sometimes um, just don't be afraid to look things up. Sometimes you think you know what a the definition of a word means, and it can catch you by surprise when you actually seek and search it out. Look up the meaning of names. Look up what um, colors can represent within the Bible or numbers. Scripture verses, when you see a number in your dream or a time, try to tie it into a, a verse in the Bible. And don't forget to relate to things that mean to you specifically. So, for instance, if I have a close personal friend whose last name is Fox, my perception of a fox in my dream might be totally different than yours. Some might uh, appear, some might think that that's a negative connotation, but it might mean something deep and personal to me in a good way. Another example of that is if I'm allergic to peanuts, excuse me, if you're allergic to peanuts and you have a dream about peanuts, it's probably a warning, but that might not necessarily be a warning to me in my dream because it's not an allergy of mine. So you do really need to understand that God speaks in personal terms. Um, a peanut might really be a warning heads up to someone with that allergy and not so much to me. It might mean something deeper like protein or something. Just got to really know God is speaking to you on a personal level. So the next category I want to talk about is some don'ts, what not to do. Um, and the first one is not to embellish a dream. Um, you really should use as much detail to explain out dreams because that can be very important. Um, and you are looking for small clues that end up leading to bigger, larger themes and ideas. And, and the details do matter. You don't need to write chapters about your dream. But um, what I'm trying to say is don't add or twist opinions of your own and your own understanding onto a dream. Don't try to say this is what that means. Actually just record it for what it was, specifically what it was. You know, so have you ever bought someone a gift because you wanted the gift or did someone ever buy you a gift because they wanted it and wanted to use it? Um, don't be presumptive in that way. Um, I want to point out that the Lord does use our understanding and experiences and familiarity as I just went over to speak to us in dreams because that's not what I mean here. I just mean don't twist things or embellish them or make them more than what they are. Um, there's a there's a warning verse about that somewhere in the Bible. I don't have a, the address written down. But yeah, you don't want to do that. You really want to just take it for what it was exactly. 
Um, the second don't is don't disregard something because it came up in your day before you had the dream. So sometimes people will say, oh, you know, I saw a yellow bird and then I had a dream about a yellow bird. The only reason I had the dream about the yellow bird was because I saw a yellow bird in my day. And that's not necessarily true. Actually, sometimes God uses what you saw in your day to speak to you in a dream. Dreams are a spirit language, again, and they require interpretation. So these symbols are meaningful. God could have put that yellow bird in your way to catch your attention in your dream that night. Um, so it is important to document diligently, and that goes with the first don't. Don't embellish it. Don't say there was 10 yellow birds when there was one. Um, but again, it's easy to want to throw something away, but it could actually be a trigger the Lord's trying to use, and we don't want to quench that. Third don't is don't disregard something because you don't know anything about it. And I talked a little bit about that, um, but we don't want to shut down the spirit by saying, oh, that must have been a pizza dream because I don't know anything about such and such. You know, so if something comes up in your dream about a NASCAR race and you've never watched NASCAR or know anything about it, go and look into it. Check it out. God is saying something about it. Don't disregard it just because you have no interest in it. The fourth point is don't make major decisions based on a dream or a vision. You always want to ask the Lord for confirmation and seek outside counsel. And we'll get to that with judging dreams next. But, you know, you can easily talk yourself into false confirmations, just like you can project yourself to, to dream about something. If you want something bad enough, you can make yourself dream about it or feel strongly about something. So never make a, a major decision based on uh, a dream or a vision. Yes, God gives you. Um, dreams and visions to make big decisions about, but he always backs it up and confirms it and speaks into you with wise counsel. And we're going to talk about that shortly. So never make a major decision based on one quick thing that you saw in a dream is, is my point. If God comes to you in a dream and says, sell everything and move and quit your job, um, you're really wanting to seek counsel in that. And you really want to seek the Lord for more strategy, plan, and wisdom on that. Yes, he may actually tell you that, but he's going to give you strategy and wisdom. And sometimes, you know, it's taking a leap of faith and you might not have it all lined up in front of you, but you'll have the counsel for it and you'll have the the confirmations and, and the Lord will be speaking to you about it. Um, the last don't is don't form speculations about people based on a dream or a vision. A lot of the time, the people appearing in your dreams are mirroring something God's trying to tell you about yourself. Um, God does sometimes give us dreams, which is for the purpose of intercession about other people, but always check what he could be saying to you first before you assume that it's about the other person and never make assumptions about bad things about other people that you see. Now, God trusts us, so he does sometimes show us brokenness in other people. And, um, you know, it's just not that hard to dig out. Uh, where people are falling short or what their um, weaknesses are. It's kind of easy to find those things. What we're looking for is encouragement and what God is doing and, you know, seeing the opposite of those things. So the last thing I want to talk about is judging dreams and visions. And there are about five categories that I personally feel are very important um, in this. The first one is take it to the Lord first. 
always ask the Holy Spirit. I know that sounds silly, but sometimes you can come out of a dream, you're journaling it, you're going, you're talking about it with your friends, doing all these things, but you forget to ask the Lord. No, always ask Holy Spirit first and allow him to speak into it. Ask him for wisdom, understanding, and knowledge um, about what you were seeing. Um, It is the Spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak to you are spirit and they are life. That comes out of John 6.63. And the New King James Version, um, the Spirit is who gives life, and it's His words that He's speaking to you. So it is important that you talk to Him first. Second is know God by His Word. In Hebrews four twelve, it says the Word of God is alive and active. It's sharper than any double edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. This is how we rightly divide things. Always take your dream and apply it to the word. If you can't find it in the word, shelf it for now. Sometimes the Holy Spirit will actually unpack it and reveal it to you in the word later. It could be a verse you've read 50 times. And on the 51st time a year later, oh my gosh, that was where that dream fits. So um, the only time you get rid of something is if it actually directly goes against the word or violates the word. Um, that is something that's never worth pursuing. We don't interpret dreams from the enemy. Um, we don't try to understand them or put any kind of thought behind them. We shut them down and we go after it in intercession. You know, um, you have to keep in mind that the car I drive or that you drive, the place that you work, the place that you live, your address, those types of things can't necessarily be found in a verse, you know, good news girl, chapter one, verse four, um, (laughs) that says, when you're this age, you'll live here. No, the word doesn't have those things, but God can totally reveal stuff to you in his word and really illuminate it for you. So stay sharp in the word. Um, you know, things can have an element of truth. So if you have a gas can that's 98% full of gas and you dump 2% of water in it, it really does ruin its purpose and it no longer works for its intended purpose. So we must be aware of what we're allowing in and stay grounded in the word. Um, So nothing goes against scripture. It's very important to have a sound understanding of scripture. Point number three is counsel with judging dreams. The Lord loves community and he loves the body of Christ. I recommend to you that you have a team of people in your life that you filter things by. Allow people to speak into your life in a healthy way. Um, If they say to you that something doesn't resonate with them, really allow the Lord to speak into that. And if it does resonate with them, you really still need to lean into the Holy Spirit um, for his promptings. But submit to people that have your best interest in their heart. In 1 Corinthians 14, 29, it says that others should weigh carefully what has been said. And so that is um, about judging prophecy, but dreams can be they're part of the prophetic category. And so it's important to allow others to really weigh into what God is speaking to you. Um, in Proverbs 11, 4, 15, 22, and 24, 6, it offers some wisdom about counsel. I encourage you to check those verses out. In Proverbs 27, 17, it says that iron sharpens iron. And what does that really mean? And what does that practically look like? Sometimes, you know, you might not like what someone has to say to you. Um, and you still need to listen to them. Um, Not every voice can speak to you, but it is important that you evaluate whose voice is worthy because people will see 
your blind spots that you can't see. And you really never want to make big, large decisions based on a dream or a vision without having counsel on it and always ask for confirmation. So while I say that God loves people and he really does encourage counsel, it's part of you know his wisdom and the way that he designed things, you also can't lean on other people to make decisions for you. So you still need to balance that out with the Holy Spirit and seeking him for yourself. Um, there's a very healthy maturing of that and what good, healthy counsel looks like. So pray about that if you don't have a team of people that you're bouncing things off of and ask the Lord to put put those voices in your life. Um, number four is, does it line up with God's character? And when I say that is, is it encouraging? Is it edifying? So if there's fear, if there's no hope, if there's condemnation and shame, panic, worry, anxiety of any kind, then you know that that is not the voice of God. Um, we're looking, does it glorify the Father? That's another thing. Um, anything that's exalting yourself, your flesh, um, or somebody else above Jesus, that's dangerous. So we're really looking for what lines up with God's new covenant character. And um, can you see that in in God um, with Jesus on the finished work at the cross um, and what his gentle, loving hand sounds like. Yes, he does correct us and he corrects us in dreams, but he's a loving father who does it so gently and beautifully. Um, number five is test the spirits. In 1 John 4 um, verses 1 through 6, it encourage us, cur- encourages us to test the spirits. The verse says, dear friends, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. This is how you can recognize the spirit of God. Every spirit that acknowledges that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God, but every spirit that does not acknowledge Jesus is not from God. This is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you have heard is coming and is even now already in the world. You, dear children, are from God and have overcome them because the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. They are from the world and therefore speak from the viewpoint of the world, and the world listens to them. We are from God, and whoever knows God listens to us, but whoever is not from God does not listen to us. This is how we recognize the spirit of truth and the spirit of falsehood. So that's really an important scripture to really study you know, keep prayerful before the Lord, seek and search out and know it's important that you test this, the spirits. Um, you know, like I mentioned before, the devil is really good at masquerading as something false. So he gets, it's just his life work and he's really good at it. So you really want to use these five steps. You never really mature out of them. These are five steps that are really important with judging Dreams, visions, prophetic words, decisions. Um, this is just really good biblical stuff um, that, that are, we need to lean on. So I want to encourage you. Thank you so much for listening. We're pretty much to the end here. I'm going to read two verses to you, but I, I want to um, encourage you to seek and search out the dreams that are listed and recorded in the Bible. Study them, get to know them. Um, in Psalm 16, 7 and 8, it says, I will praise the Lord who counsels me even at night. My heart instructs me. I keep my eyes always on the Lord. With him at my right hand, I will not be shaken. It's a great prayer to pray when you're um, wanting more dreams from God, especially before bed. 
Uh, but I love that, how it says, I keep my eyes always on the Lord. And we started this off by talking about how important knowing the scriptures is, how important reading the word is, and knowing God through his word, having a personal relationship with Jesus, keeping your eyes fixed on him, not exalting other things. We can get so easily off track by um, not doing that. And so it's so important that that comes how God counsels us at night and he you know, my, my heart instructs me. I keep my eyes always on the Lord. So that's a great verse. Um, in Job chapter 33, 14 and 17, it says, indeed, God speaks once or twice, yet no one notices it. In a dream, a vision of the night, when sound sleep falls off men while they slumber in their beds, then he opens the ears of men and seals their instruction that he may turn man aside from his conduct and keep man from pride. It's a great verse. Um, there aren't dreams recorded in the book of Job, but this verse, um, you know, it's, it's, it's another great verse where God, he opens our ears up. Sometimes things that um, he can shut our mind off while, while we're asleep, we can shut our own reasoning off and he can get through by giving us these wild and crazy dreams um, because that's how he can, you know, basically get our attention is when our minds are shut off sometimes. And he opens our ears with dreams and, and seals instruction. He gives us guidance and instruction and counsels us in the night. So those are some some verses I just wanted to end this with. It's been a great um, discussion today. Um, I pray it encourages you. Something that I carry is impartation for dreams and visions because I walk in this. God speaks to me through dreams and visions, and I've se seeked this all out and searched it out. And so I just want to release that over you. God, I thank you for every ear who has heard this word, God, and I ask that you would speak in dreams and in visions, um, that you would encourage their heart, God, right now. And even stir up a new interest in reading the word, you know, going deeper in the word, God, new understanding. The spirit would interpret the the word in ways that um, that they, you know, you've never read the word before um, with with the deep meanings of God like this. So, God, I just pray right now for the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord, the fear of the, he will delight in the fear of the Lord. God, I pray that over each ear hearing this, this podcast, Lord, and I just speak your truths coming in the night's time, God, and that there would be an increase in abundance of dreams and visions as you pour out your spirit on us, God. And I just thank you, Lord, for, um, how you speak through dreams and visions and that symbolic language that requires interpretation. God, we ask you for it. We ask for your heavenly understanding um, on these dreams. God, I thank you for wisdom and strategy, counsel and knowledge. And I just bless, I bless every person who has taken the time to listen to this podcast. And God, I ask that you would reach ears, new ears that have never heard it before, God. And with this message, Lord, that you would, um, bring transformation, bring change, and bring blessing and prosperity through to your people through dreams, the vehicle of dreams and divine um, purposes. In Jesus' name, we bless you. Thank you so much, everybody, and uh, share this with a friend um, if it blessed you. And I, I do, I encourage you to share this with somebody that, that you think might um, find it valuable or helpful. 
And I pray that it blesses you in Jesus' name. Amen.